Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of That Podcast. My name is Ryan Janke, and as always, every single week, as always, I am joined by Pastor DJ Lura. Hello. Dana Mashevsky and Sarah <laughs> Dion. You know, after you had that intro, I was thinking of DJ Soundbox, and we need an addition to it that only a certain generation, I don't even know if they listen to this, will get, but Dana and I will get it. Is the like world star pew 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 <laughs> noise? Yeah. See what I just have to do this. I've discovered that I need to just stop talking to you before you podcast and just wait outside the door for you to finish. That way, I don't have True. to be yep. stuck in here. Hey, it's the power your own of friendship. Fault. Once that door shuts, I know what a new one too. You know, I forgot how long these things go. They're, they're, very, just, they're very long. Yeah, Reese was playing with it at one point, and she, like, pushed a button, and then she tried to talk to somebody 45 that was years going. later. I accidentally found this one as we were getting started, and it made me jump back. I don't, I don't know why. Someone said something, and all of a sudden I went... So, so uh, we have some housekeeping yes. as mm-hmm. it pertains to that little red box. Some updates. Yes. Where's it been? A- Where's it been? Not turning off. So you hit the button. So it has been um, not for lack of want. The last couple of times that we've started the podcast, I've thought, where's that little red box? It's been sitting in my office on my desk, literally maybe six inches from my hand for the last month and a half. And I kept forgetting to bring it in here so much so that with my notes from Sunday, because now I'm like one of the confirmation students and I take Sermon notes. Do you turn them in? Intricate sermon notes. I turn them into myself and I grade myself at the end of the week. I, I can only think of maybe, maybe two confirmands who take more detailed notes than you do. That oh. is, and, and they get a double, double gold star every they week. They should. For the efforts that they put in. But it, it's been sitting in my office and just out of just sheer laziness on my part, just... Mm sheer laziness, slothfulness, and, and absent-mindedness has it not made it back into that podcast studio until today. Well, it's been missed because I was... It's an added <laughs> level. Yeah. It levels us up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, that's true. So, well, we, we're, we're glad that it's back. Oh, are we ever glad it's back? <laughs> Okay, okay, so there's the answer for those of you who have been wondering where that's at. Now, it's my understanding. The band's all back together again the, now yeah. that the sound box The gang's all here. The gang's all here. <laughs> the gang is all here, and I understand that we have some Sewer Falls news. Well, Ryan, can you say <laughs> when, that on the air? Once you have, once you know say this what? knowledge, you will stop your hateful speech against the great city of Sioux Falls and the even greater state of South Dakota. Well, okay, let's not go too far, Sarah. I'm getting real confident and real excited, but also a little bummed, just pridefully, um, because I I consider myself a internet micro-celebrity from South Dakota. I thought it was nano-celebrity. I am technically, we don't talk about that. Anyway. Why, why do you, why do you abbre- abbreviate that name? What? Why do you abbreviate that the name of that city? Sioux Falls? Anyway, it's I, about Sarah, to get, you know what? I, I I'll, I'll back that up. You're not you're not a micro celebrity. You're you're LCMC famous. True. That that is true. Yeah. That is true. As was discovered at the previous LCMC yes. gathering, that there is a a rabid following. Yep. 
of of that podcast. I mean, I just well, now envisioned I can like you guys having up. like full on like Beatlemania. <laughs> if, <laughs> you hey, hey, hey. There's a reason why we have the schedule that we do because if Ryan does not get this podcast out in a timely oh, fashion, we uh, get we get talked to. I yeah. get, I hear uh, about bricks it. Bricks through the window the whole oh, night. Oh man, <laughs> I hear. They about need it. their fix. <laughs> yep. But the city of Sioux Falls. <laughs> it, Sewer Falls. If you're an OG listener, you know all of the the things that have gone around South Dakota and also a good show from the beginning of the pandemic. Sioux Falls is about to get more exotic because (laughs) Joe exotic announced that his latest life partner is living in Sioux Falls. And once he's out of jail is moving to Sioux Falls. I can't say that without laughing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right. For real now, for real now, time out. I thought that Joe was uh, certain that he wasn't, he wouldn't live to see the 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 open air again. I don't know. I just saw it. I saw it on Facebook. Have my, you guys? Yeah. My Facebook really? was buzzing. That, that, that is some. That is one phenomenon I have never understood. Like like, not even a little bit. Like, why do people who are in prison end up making relationships with people outside of prison that they they. Um, the I, come I think, together. I and, think a better question is why do people from outside? That's of prison- what I'm talking about. <laughs> it is though, like a trend though. I feel like, yeah. especially during COVID, it came out like, here's how you can write to a prisoner and you can find people are weird. Like there's a wow. lot of, there, there's a lot of yeah. fish in the sea and, and uh, the majority of them are not incarcerated. And it's like, a lot easier to get the ones well, from think Walmart. About okay, so they're incarcerated. Like, when you, when your <laughs> options are all that, it's just easier to be like, look, I know I can get that. It's like going they're to a lobster to you. and you're getting the lobster whose pincers have been clamped shut. Like I, I want that one. You. Yeah. They can't hurt you. They're, they're locked up. They're locked it's away. It's hard to leave when you've got 20 to life. <laughs> oh, Terrible. Wow, <laughs> but that's my fun news. I think of the day. so. I think some people have some commitment issues. Yeah, that is could what's also going be. On. <laughs> wow. So this is a true thing. Have you never watched apparently like, Criminal Minds yeah. or any? No. Any there's, of a, those? There's, there's a there's a Lifetime show it. called Love After Lockup. I just saw a clip of that on. It is a lot on Facebook, <laughs> and I was like, this is. <laughs> you we, know, uh, for the new for a, a future, I shouldn't say new because we're never letting go of old red here, mm-hmm. but. A, a one that makes the pew pew sound. We also need one that does the dun dun from Law and Order for those. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. I will say that this is episode 110. Wow. Is it really? It is. And I don't know of another episode of the other 109 where things have gone off the rails this bad. <laughs> this, this early. This, this early. Yeah. It's a new record. I think it is. For seven minutes. <laughs> Technically, it started off the rails before you even pushed the button. True. So. Yeah, if folks only knew the pre-show oh. <laughs> the of pre-show. that podcast and if the conversations they, that happened before we hit, they, hit record. They would probably pay a fee, I bet. You know, if only they made a <laughs> website, <laughs> a Patreon. Yeah, as I was say, let's do a Patreon. <laughs> it's a lot of this, folks. I mean, that's that's pretty much what's yeah, happening. a lot of, I'm leaving. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm not. No, <laughs> no you're no, saying. I'm still no, here. closing the door. <laughs> yeah. Dana, Dana makes like she wants to leave and not be. And then I don't. Uh, but then she <laughs> hangs said, around. Make like a tree. I have Get out worst, of here. Like, <laughs> like North Dakota leaving. I'm just yep. like, I'm leaving. No, she's not. No, she's not leaving. That is true. I'm yeah. Work. I don't know if other places do this, but in North Dakota, we leave like eight times. Oh. Mm-hmm. When you say goodbye, it's, it's not. It's a 15 minute affair. It's not, yeah, I'm it's leaving. Quick. See you later. It's, you know, that's I a 20 minute I will honestly stand start. at a front door and just oh. like 
hand. <laughs> yeah. Just well, like, I'm leaving. I think that comes from leave. the winters that we have here where you go and you start your car, then you come back inside. I can't mm-hmm. leave for another 20 minutes until yeah. the car's oh, yeah. warmed up. So we'll see you later, mm-hmm. and then yep. we'll say goodbyes for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then you and then you wave. Mm-hmm. The until you're halfway way. down the block. Well, until the until the car is out of, out of sight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah. <laughs> Unhinged. Let's spend the next 20 minutes saying goodbye. <laughs> hey, did we have worship on Sunday? We did, yeah. What did we talk about? We talked about communion. We did. Yep. We did. We have yep. quite a topic today. Uh, we're in a, a sermon series called Life Support, and we're talking about the means of grace. Now, that's a real loaded term. It's a very Lutheran term. Um, it's, it's those things in which God shows up physically in our midst in order to hand over the goods, hand mm-hmm. over um, mercy, forgiveness, new life, uh, what we call grace, mm-hmm. God's undeserved favor upon sinners like you and me. And it's acquired by faith alone. It's not because we're so great that God says, I'm going to be good, uh, gracious to you. It's out of God's goodness. And uh, this last week, we talked about what we call the Lord's Supper. Mm-hmm. This has a lot of names. Uh, folks know it as Holy Communion. Um, it's been known as the Last Supper. Uh, in our more liturgically framed church cousins in Christianity, it's called the Eucharist, mm-hmm. which is a term that means thanksgiving or being thankful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we talked about the Lord's Supper this last Sunday, and there's seven points that I want to share with all of you. Seven? Seven points. I'm very, seven points. And I'm not going to go into great detail unless you ask me to, but I'm just going to read them off because these are the statements that Pastor Cross made. Okay. And you let me know if you agree or disagree or are wondering what that means. Okay. So here's the first point about the Lord's Supper. Now, when we talk about the Lord's Supper, this is something that if you're a Christian, you have experienced it in some way, shape, or form uh, at some point in worship. Uh, it's going to happen. There's things that we may disagree with. The means of grace really are. It's like, how do you understand the word of God? There's reasons why we have different Christian groups, denominations, churches, because we understand the word of God differently. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's the first means of grace. The second means of grace that we talk about is the Lord's Supper. Well, not all Christians agree on what the Lord's Supper is and what's happening in it. And the third one is holy baptism, which we're going to talk about next week. Mm -hmm. The reason why there's multiple... Lutheran, well, multiple Lutherans too, but multiple Christian denominations is because we don't all agree on what holy baptism is and what's happening in it. Okay. So here's the statements that Pastor Cross made. Mm -hmm. Number one about the Lord's Supper. This can kind of feel like the family feud. Okay. Number one answer. We believe that the Lord's Supper is a gift from God to the church. It's a gift from the Lord to the church and it is to be used regularly. Mm-hmm. Agree or disagree? Agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Follow-up question. How often should you participate in the Lord's Supper? In your opinion. What does well, regularly mean? If we're uh, following the schedule and planning center, <laughs> it's the first and third Sunday and not the fifth. That's how it's done. Yep. I was like, anytime it's available. Yep. Uh, so it so it is written. So whatever shall be. <laughs> yeah. I would prefer it every Sunday. You would. I mm-hmm. would. I'd take it every time it was there. The church I grew up at, they're like 
early bird 8 a.m. service was every single Sunday they did communion mm. and the like get up, kneel. It was a very. Wow. It was mm. very like, I don't know the right word, but. It's how yeah. they did it. Yeah. yeah. You, it was a good time. You know, it's kind of like being really deep in prayer. You get really connected and good way to start your week. See, where I'm the opposite. I'm very like ADHD. I was like, I don't got time for this. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Keep it rare. It keeps it special. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. I'll get mine on the way out. <laughs> you know, three, th- you have four Lutherans in a church. You're going to get four different opinions on how often you should have the Lord's Supper because it is very much based on the local congregation's um, practice of good order. Uh, the church I grew up in, um, my dad would probably disagree with me with this, but I, I recall when we had communion, the Sundays that we had communion service lasted like two hours, mm-hmm. at I least in my child's I, mind. That's how it felt. Yeah. yeah. I think that's where I get my, mm-mm. we're doing so, it very <laughs> slightly because so, it took forever. Well, so it was, it was much more rare. It was like a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think mine was too. Yeah. Oh, wow. Really? Then, yeah. Then it became like once a month and then it became like twice a month. I've never been in a church where it was. Man. You know, every week. It's that slippery slope. <laughs> <laughs> you start doing it, it, you just don't stop. <laughs> it's a it's a gateway sacrament. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's holy baptism is a gateway sacrament. Anyway. <laughs> well, the point being is that there, you know, Jesus what Jesus says is do this as often as you need it in remembrance of me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it could be every day. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of good order, we do it at certain times and that it, it becomes um, whatever, pretty much whatever you grew up with is what you're comfortable with, mm-hmm. you know. Very good. All right. So the second point, and this one is where we get into issues with other church denominations. It's why there are other church denominations is because we believe that Jesus Christ is truly present in, with, and under the bread and the wine. Agree, disagree, Wondering what in the world does that mean? Agree. Agree? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're, you're sitting here with a Lutheran pastor. You're a Lutheran pastor. I don't know. <laughs> no, I disagree with you. You're completely wrong. Wrong. I think it can sometimes be Negatory. difficult to like figure out because it is such a spectrum depending on. Yeah. Like Catholics, it's a yeah. very. I'm doing this with my hands. <laughs> if you can't see on the podcast. It's so, like, we don't it is God. Yeah. Well, so so our colleague Tom Olson, I thought, said something really uh, interesting. The difference between Catholics and Lutherans on the Lord's Supper is not that Jesus is present, but exactly when he becomes present mm. in, with, and under the bread and the wine. For the Roman Catholics, Christ is truly present when they say the the Eucharistic prayer properly, when the priest properly invokes Christ to be the bread and the wine permanently. Um, that's not how Lutherans understand it because the direction is different. For a Roman Catholic, the Eucharistic prayer goes upward to God mm-hmm. from the people to God. And the sa- it's a sacrifice of Jesus. And then what is distributed is the sacrifice, kind of like the Passover lamb. Mm-hmm. For Lutherans, the direction is reversed. Because Christ sacrificed once for all on the cross... This is an announcement. It's a proclamation that Jesus has chosen to show up in your midst in a little bit of bread and a little bit of wine. It is his body and blood given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins in the event of 
the Lord's Supper happening in our midst among the people of God. And when we're done receiving, when Christ has been distributed to everyone who wants to receive him, the bread and the wine is not permanently Christ. It's the elements that can be stored and then reused. So how does Jesus show up? It's not through metaphysics of the priest speaking it into existence. It's Christ shows up because he promised to be, promises to be present when the word is connected with the, with the element. And the word is, on the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and so on. It's not magic. It's announcement. What acquires it is faith. By faith alone, you receive this promise. So that's where things get a little murky between um, Roman Catholics and Lutherans is they, they need a systematic system of philosophy known as Aristotle's metaphysics to explain how the bread and the wine are transubstantiated. That's why it's called transubstantiation. The bread and the wine are transubstantiated permanently into the body and blood of Jesus. They use two terms. Um, what is the substance of something? You guys ever heard that term before? What's, what's a substance? What does that mean? What it's made of. Mm-hmm. What it is. Mm-hmm. It, it, what it be, right? Like this is, this is who I am in my substance. Yep. Right? What is an accident? An accident? Yeah. How would you describe an accident? Something that's not meant to happen. Mm-hmm. Something that... Not yeah. planned? Mm-hmm. Not planned, um, not the way it's supposed to be. Yep. Is an sure. accident. Yeah. So I'll give you an example of how something is a substance and an and what's called an accident or accidents in the way that it's used to make the bread and the wine into the body and blood of Jesus. Let's say that I have pink hair, like that dude right there. For I those like, who can't I like see, this guy. We have this dancing <laughs> yep. dude. He's the that podcast mascot. Yes, and he, he dances like nobody's business. Look at him go, and the, and it's slowing down, so it was like, yeah. You can hear the gears. <laughs> I can hear the gears <laughs> going. <laughs> and the bass. It's, it's really low. With, yep. the, with the echo. Well, okay. So let's say that I have pink hair like that guy. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Is that my hair color? Not naturally. Did, did you right, dye right, right, color? right? Perfect, perfect. So, what, if what would you natural? say your hair color is, Dana? Naturally. I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, Ryan, what is your natural hair color? Um, brown. Brown. Sarah, what's your natural hair color? Brown. Brown. Yes. I would say my my kids would say my my hair color is brown, but my hair color when I was younger was blonde. So I think of it as like dishwater blonde. Oh, see, sure. my hair's gotten darker as I've gotten older too. So everybody says my hair is black, and I'm like, no, it's brown. It's brown. <laughs> it's a very dark brown. <laughs> so what you're saying is, in your substance, who you truly are, that's the color of your hair. Well, what if you dyed it pink? Is that who you are in your substance? No, that is an accident. Because even if your hair is pink, it's not meant to be pink, and it will go away over time Mm -hmm. as the accident returns to the substance. Okay? Mm -hmm. Here's what happens in metaphysics. When the words of institution, when the, the Eucharistic prayer is spoken by the priest, the substance of the bread and wine changes. The substance of the bread becomes Christ's body, and the substance of the wine becomes Christ's blood. 
It's accident. What it appears to be is bread and wine. But in its substance, what it has become is Jesus. Now, Lutherans don't use this at all. We, we, we step away from it. We just focus on Jesus says it is. That's good enough for us. We don't need any type of metaphysics to explain how it happens. But that would be the best way to explain it, that the substance of the bread and the wine is transubstantiated into Jesus. Its accident is still physically bread and wine that tastes like bread and wine, but it has become Christ. Make sense? I knew you'd ask that question. And I've been waiting 110 episodes to say, no. <laughs> I'm totally lost right now. No, no idea. But, but we can have class afterwards. <laughs> well, and that's why it, from a Lutheran perspective, what we say is it is his body and it is his blood for no other reason than Jesus says it is. And for Jesus to say it is, that's good enough for us. If Jesus says, this is my body, he's not saying this represents my body. He's not saying this is spiritually my body. Mm-hmm. He's saying this is my body. And what does the word is mean? It's the original is argument, even before Bill Clinton in the 90s. <laughs> you guys may be too young to know what that's all about. Yep. I was like, okay. Nope. <laughs> yeah. That, sure. they're, they're lost. But yeah. It depends well, on what your definition of is. It d- is. depends on that. Those were the president's words when asked if he had an affair. Well, it depends on what you mean by the word is. Oh. Yeah. Don't think that's a word of multiple. Uh, I was like, yeah. definitions. <laughs> well, as early as Martin Luther, there were different Christians that thought <laughs> is meant something else that they thought is meant. This represents my body. Cause how could God choose to be baked into a little bit of bread? And Luther was like, you're thinking too hard on this. The word says it trust that God can do what God wants to do. And that the importance is that, It's about not how God gets in the bread and the wine. It's not how Jesus shows up in the bread and the wine, that it is his body and blood, but that he chooses to come to you through such a simple means that it is accessible to anybody. That's the main thing about the sacraments. They're accessible to anybody. Um, Even if you're the poorest person on the planet, you can get a little bit of water, a little bit of bread, a little bit of drink. Okay. I can, get, I can get on board. You can get on board with that. <laughs> so when we say that that Jesus, as Lutherans though, we do teach Jesus is present. It is his body and blood. This is where Jesus is. You're not eating bone. You're not eating sinew. You're not eating uh, flesh when you eat the bread, but you are eating Jesus' body. Mm-hmm. You're not drinking plasma and blood vessels and white blood cells when you drink the wine but you are drinking Jesus' blood. Not in a spiritual or symbolic sense, in a real sense, Mm -hmm. because he says it is. And the reason for that has to do with the kind of faith God wants us to have. He wants us to have a big, fat faith that clings to his promises and not to our own ideas or feelings. Okay? Okay. So... This is where I'm going to move on to the next next piece, okay? The next question is, uh, the next point, that number three, is that the Lord's Supper is a new meal for a new covenant. It's not just a re-assertion um, of the Passover for Christians. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, because God is doing something new, and he calls this a new covenant. 
or a new promise. Yep. Faith in God, real faith in God and real worship of God is being obedient to his word. God says it, and so I believe it, and I do it. Mm -hmm. This is how the sacrament works. There are days, there are moments that I don't think like how I think a Christian should think. Mm -hmm. And the devil and my sinful nature are very good about saying, God doesn't love you. God doesn't care about you. Um, He'd never forgive a sinner like you. Mm -hmm. Or... The reverse, which is pride, which is I'm the greatest God thing God has ever made. I can do whatever I want because the rules don't apply to me. I believe that's bipolar disorder. Yes. <laughs> and all Christians have it because we'll be driven by the lies of the devil and our sinful nature to either despair of God's grace. Mm-hmm. He'll never forgive a sinner like me or pride in the face of God's word, which is the rules don't apply to me. Mm-hmm. And the devil's very good about pushing us one way or another. Yeah, so we all have bipolar, pretty much. <laughs> That's the definition. <laughs> so, but then there are times also that I don't feel like how I feel a Christian should feel. Mm-hmm. I don't always have that joy, joy, joy down in my heart. Sometimes I'm mad. Sometimes I'm sad. Sometimes I'm indifferent. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm bored. Some, You know, whatever it may be. If my faith is resting in, well, I've accepted Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior, and then those lies of the devil hit my ear. My trust is shaken because my faith is resting in my own faith. It's resting in my own ideas about God. And so when the devil says, you're a sinner, and that hits me, here's the reaction of the person who thinks that it's all about accepting Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Did I really accept him? Did I really do it? Mm -hmm. Am I just playing at this whole faith thing? It doesn't have anything to hold on to. Or if my faith is in my feelings, like I have this burning in my heart, just this love for God, when when that feeling fades, when that mountaintop experience fades, the devil begins to say, did you really? Mm-hmm. Did you really choose Jesus? My faith is not on solid ground if it's holding on to my faith. That's what I mean when I say I have faith in my faith. Mm-hmm. God wants you to have faith in Jesus Christ alone. So God comes to you outside of yourself through things that seem completely ordinary to the world, but to the believer are extraordinary. These are what we call the means of grace. This is how it works. The devil's whispering in my ear. Jesus doesn't love you. God wouldn't forgive a sinner like you. You go to church. You're sitting in the back row. And you hear the preacher say, Jesus Christ died for you. All of your sins are forgiven. The word of God has gone out and it's hit your eardrum. Mm -hmm. It's hit your hearing. And so you're sitting there and you think, well, that sounds all nice and great, pastor, but you don't know what I've done this week. Mm -hmm. You don't know what kind of person I am. God maybe forgets that guy over there or that lady over there, but he would never forgive a sinner like me. Here's how the Lord's Supper kicks the devil in the teeth with his lies. It has your name on it. When you come forward to receive the Lord's Supper, it's not an idea and it's not a feeling. It's a promise, a physical promise that you grab a hold of and experience. Mm -hmm. The body of Christ given for who? For a sinner like you. The blood of Christ shed for you. It's handed over to you. And then what happens? The bread goes in your mouth. 
the wine goes down your throat. No longer can you deny that the forgiveness of sins has come to you in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So when the devil whispers and says, you're a sinner, God would never forgive you. You can say, I ate the bread. I drank the wine. It is his body and blood. Jesus says, do it. I did it. And he gives me himself as my Lord and forgiveness of all of my sins in taking it. So devil, you can go to hell because I'm going to hang with Jesus. Yeah. So your faith has something to hold on to outside of your own thoughts or your own feelings. And don't laugh at me. He keeps talking about food. <laughs> I'm doing it too. We talk about the Lord's Supper. It's like, oh yeah. My whole body's like, yeah, give me some of that. It's it's lunchtime as we're recording this. <laughs> okay. Is that cool? Does that yeah. make sense to yep. you? Mm -hmm. All right. Moving on to the next one. It says, it's poured out for many. Do you think the Lord's Supper is for many people or for just a small few? No, it's for many. Yeah. Another way to translate mm -hmm. that is, it's poured out for, Jesus says, this is the new covenant poured out for many or poured out for all people. Mm -hmm. It's not limited to a class or a race. That's why I said, like, God chooses to show up in something that's accessible to everybody. A little bit of food, a little bit of drink. Even in Haiti, if need be, if the circumstances demand it, you can, Christ will show up in the dirt cakes that they cook when they don't have the Feed My Starving Children food. Mm-hmm. A little bit of sugar, a little bit of water, boom. You got a, you got a dirt cake, basically. Mm -hmm. But even with that, Christ can show up in as a sacrament, as a promise for a sinner like you. It's for everybody. Um, and it's, it's, it's received by faith alone, not by the circumstances in which it shows up, mm -hmm. whether it's in a big church or a little church or whatever. You know, we aim in worship because we have the means to it. We, have it, we aim to have it be as close to the way Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper in Scripture. Matthew, Mark, Luke, 1 Corinthians. Bread, wine. That's what we aim for. But food and drink is totally possible. Um, it's the word that makes it so. Mm -hmm. uh, agree or disagree? I agree. Mm -hmm. Same. Okay. Uh, number five, um, and this is where I go back to it. It's a means of grace. In other words, it, it assures you, it gives you in a very real way, a concrete way, not an idea, not a feeling, not words that I just hear, it happens to you, the forgiveness of sins. That's what makes it so special and why it's so important. Because of the reasons I just said, your faith needs something to hold on to that is experiential, right? Mm -hmm. It's why like other, other Christian traditions make a big deal out of personal choice when you're old enough to remember it. Mm -hmm. Because that's what it is. But I've worked with people who have dementia, who mm. don't remember anything, right. where the promise of the sacrament hits much more closer to home than their uh, recalling the day that they accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Because it's new, and it's, it's right there in the event. It's the promise that's been given to them. Yeah. It's why we also emphasize baptism before you even know who God is, because we believe that God is doing something through that means of grace. He's, mm -hmm. he's creating what he requires, a person of faith. Right. Okay? Mm -hmm. That's what grace is. It's the promise of the forgiveness of sins that's given to someone who doesn't deserve it. Yeah. Hasn't earned it. Okay? Agree? Disagree? Agree. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. um, this has two points on it, um, and it has to do with what is being proclaimed. Um, in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty six, Paul talks about what is happening in the Lord's Supper? And he ends with these words, as often as you eat this bread and drink this wine, you are proclaiming 
the Lord's death until he comes. Mm -hmm. That phrase, you are proclaiming the Lord's death until he comes, makes you a witness of the events of the cross, that Jesus died Mm -hmm. and that he is risen and that he's going to come again. Whenever we take the Lord's Supper, we are being a witness of that to the world. That this is what I believe, that Jesus Christ truly died, truly is risen, ascended into heaven, and that he will come again. And until he comes again, I will be nourished with this spiritual food until he shows up and I don't need it anymore. Because I'll, because no longer do I have to live by faith, I'll live by sight. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. The difference between now and the life to come is now we live by faith, then we will live by sight. Okay? All right, and last point and I kind of mentioned this before, the event of eating and drinking creates faith and it sustains faith in Jesus Christ. It's why we're to do it again and again and again as often as you need it. Jesus says, to remember me. Mm -hmm. Well, what's he saying? To have faith in me. So we do this again and again and again. How do you know that you're saved? You eat the bread. Mm -hmm. It happened to you. You don't have to say, it, when those doubts come in after the fact, it's not like you have to, you'd go, did I really do it right? I don't have that joy, joy, joy down on my head. Wait a minute. I ate the bread. It, I, it happened to me. Mm-hmm. Do you see the difference? Yep. Mm-hmm. You can't deny it anymore. Right. All right. Any other points, questions, confusions that you're wondering about? You guys now have like a PhD in, in Lutheran sacraments. <laughs> But I had questions for after class. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, so you can, you can I'll say take a master's. <laughs> oh, okay. That's like the Big Bang Theory. Doctor, doctor. Mr. Ryan. <laughs> Mr. Wallowitz. Uh, that's funny. Dr. Cooper. No, I don't I don't have any. Do you have any questions no. about that? Uh-uh. I just, I, I enjoy, I enjoy it Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, when we have communion. Like, I I get excited for it. Well, and that's kind of the point that's being made is, is that for the believer, understand God is showing up in your midst mm-hmm. in a way that no one is expecting. And yet for the believer is everything because of what God promises. He promises you everything. He says, this is my body. Well, what is Jesus promising? He's saying, here I am for you. Mm-hmm. If someone ever said, have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? You said, yeah, we did it last Sunday during communion. I'm going to do it again next week. It's not a one-time shot. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you can't live on yesterday's faith. But then he also says, I give you the New Testament. All of the New Testament is summed up in the Lord's Supper because yeah. there Jesus hands over and announces the forgiveness of sins to a sinner, to you. Mm-hmm. So what do you become in receiving the Lord's Supper? You become a forgiven sinner, mm-hmm. a saint, um, a child of God. And it's an ongoing thing your entire life long. So, of course, be excited about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, it's okay to come. You know, a lot of people come with their head down. There's a bit of piety that comes with receiving the Lord's Supper, but you can come with a smile on your face. Mm-hmm. The only way you shouldn't come to receive the Lord's Supper is if you don't want Jesus as your Savior or you don't want your sins forgiven. Yeah. Because that's what he's bringing. Right. And to be like, well, I want the bread and the wine, but not Jesus, is to call Jesus a liar and to eat the sacrament to your judgment. Mm-hmm. It, it doubles your sins upon yourself. Right. Because not only am I a sinner, but I don't trust Jesus to do anything about it. Yeah. So. Yep. Cool. Good enough? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Mm-hmm. All right. 
All right. What else? What else we got? Do we have anything else? I know that we did have a, uh, we do have another email, I think. Or, or am I wrong about that? No, we do. We have another email. Well, and that but, got me thinking, I may have misunderstood Pastor Cross. I don't know if, 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 uh, one of our faithful friends is the TOG or the TFG. I don't know what the TFG would be. The Todd of God or the Todd from God. Oh, no, it's the Todd oh. of God. It is the yeah, TOG? Um, uh-huh. Okay, good. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. I like that better anyway. Yep, it's the Todd of God. <laughs> yeah. Like the rod of God? Yes. The Todd of God. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. All right. That's what it is. <laughs> yep. All right, good, 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 good. So, I'm so glad my FOMO made me sit there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I almost had to had to had to uh, errata correct my no, errors no, no, and no, 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 and no, uh, mea culpa no, mea culpa. No, no, take it easy, take it easy. <laughs> you were right. I was only wrong. this week. You're the best. <laughs> I'm the worst. Uh, all right, we're. I think we'll wait till next week on this one. I think we'll wait till next week. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, okay. next week we're going to be talking about baptism, and I got got even more stuff to say about baptism. Oh, so. Yeah. Well, good. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> <Fine. laughs> pack a lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like have snacks and then you just have your eating noise. Yeah, I'm gonna gonna have to. <laughs> Sarah's gonna have to yeah. mute you. Yeah. Go. Body just ate oh, itself see, a little Dana bit. Dana will not be here for yeah, that. I'm busy that she, day. <laughs> you can't be busy that day if I'm not yep. gonna be here. Just make old man oh. noises. Oh, it is my. I, I it's like it. nails on a chalkboard. <coughs> it's worse than that. I can do nails on a chalkboard. I cannot do chewing noises. <coughs> Ever. <laughs> What was that? I just swallowed hard. Who needs who needs right. old red soundbox? You got <laughs> living soundbox over here. <laughs> All right, Sarah, would you like to say a well, prayer? Don't we have don't we have some stuff coming up you want to talk to people about or no? No. Well, they, okay. can, they can find it all. They know <laughs> where to Atonement, find it. Fargo.org or Atonement Live, that's where you should find all the things. We've been there talking about go. food for the last hour, and Ryan's <laughs> like, like Ryan's I gotta get something. <laughs> if they don't know by now. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, go listen to a previous episode. At the yeah, end. yeah, at the end. <laughs> about the last 10 minutes. You know, yeah, like. Yeah. Give or take. All right. We're, we're Midwesterners, so we say goodbye for 20 minutes. Yep. <laughs> you started earlier. Now we got to finish up. Yep. <laughs> means we got 22 minutes. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you for today and for this time to come together and for your promises that come through just a little bit of bread and a little bit of drink. And Lord, I pray that everybody listening knows that promise and can find that promise, whether it's at a local church, online, at their own home, or with their own community. And Lord, we just pray that you bless everybody listening and you bless us as we go about our week. Amen. Amen. All right. So yes, there are some things coming up, Sarah, and you can find all of those at atonementfargo.org or atonement.live. You can also check out all the services that we have coming up through Holy Week and every Sunday at atonementfargo.org or atonement.live or on YouTube by searching Atonement Fargo. Is that, is, is that satisfactory? Nice. I suppose. Right, Consummate well, professional, Ryan Janky. Consummate professional. Atomic Fargo. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. You could go You there know, too. I have a question about that. Mm-hmm. So when you say slash, is that different from backslash? It's the same thing. It's the same. Does forward it make a difference? What if on, they do a forward if you, slash? Forward slash, you would have to actually say forward slash. Yeah. Backslash is just slash. It's assumed. Okay. It's assumed so so if I was to type in a forward slash. It's not going to work. Now, for those folks who don't know a whole lot about computers, mm-hmm. a forward slash goes from the top to the bottom. How well, about, they both go from the top to the bottom. Well, no, no, no. Goes, a backslash goes from the bottom to the top. 
How about we just say go to go to the You're YouTubes? Right. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. oh no, I was right. How about we just tell them to go to the YouTubes and search Atonement Fargo? That's a better call. You know, with that, people would also assume in the slash, the they just assume it's YouTube. You don't need to give it a title of the YouTubes. There's only one of them. <laughs> Uh, and it's all, assumed. All I thought of, all I could think of was the guitarist for Guns N' Roses. Sarah, Thank you all, all I have to say to you is that when you begin to use the term assume, you're going onto a slippery slope because you know what happens. Yep. And someone out there is like me who's going to find the one way to do it wrong and then be calling Ryan saying, you didn't tell me the truth. And he's like, yes, I did. And I said, no, you don't. And then we just don't talk for a while. Yep. <laughs> so destroyed. Fours, Sarah DeYoung. I almost forgot who was here. <laughs> where, where are we? What, what's going on? Sarah DeYoung, Dana Mashevsky, and Pastor DJ Laura. I'm Ryan Janke. Join us next time for another riveting episode of that podcast. I'm so hungry. <laughs>